Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And today, we are talking about unequally yoked. Not like eggs benedict or scrambled eggs or over easy, over hard type yolk, but what does it mean to be intertwined with someone who is maybe not intertwinable for you as a Christian? I don't know, Fuller. You ready to have this conversation? Let's go. Let's go. So what was that voice? Were you trying to mimic someone or were you just going, all right, I don't know. Just go. I don't know. I was just. Because it always seemed like you're trying to make some, like, like it was was almost like a weird cross between like a Muppet and Rocky. No, no Rocky was told like this. You know, he's just like, hey, yo, Adrian, yo, I got bricks in my boots. I can't do, I can't do Rocky. Yeah. Yo, Adrian. It's I like, always think of the brisk guys. You gotta drop your tongue when you talk. I can't do it. The, the brisk guys tea commercial. Like, hey, yo, Mick, I can use some brisk guys tea, Mick. Uh, yeah, what what Mick. decade was that from? The Dude, 90s? I think that was either, 2000s. I think that was late, late 90s, early 2000s. There, somewhere I mean, there. I will say brisk. Iced tea lemonade had a little bit of a Brisk revival recently, baby. but man, that stuff used to be like currency. Yeah, oh man, it was like the top of the line. Like you were the cool kid. All right, so 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 let's lean into this. Let's lean into this. So back in the day, uh-huh. junior high fuller. Okay. You had a few dollars at the gas station. Okay. What drink were you buying? Mountain Dew. You weren't doing like like Sobies? Mountain Dew. So, really? Sobies were my middle school, or my, uh, was that my high school? Gra- my I forget grade school. you're bigger than me. My grade school days were, were grade Sobe. school? Yeah. Oh, see, Sobe. I got into Sobe Life Fuel when I was in junior high, high school. No, real by, bad. By then I was the into, one. by that, then I was into Mountain Dew and like Code Red and the oh. orange when Halo came which, out with which, the orange. Which you can still get Code Live Red Wire. at Sam's Club. Yeah. So Livewire came out like during my middle, middle school days and then in high school i really f- got turned on to energy drinks monster had just come out was monster your big one there well my big one they don't make anymore and it's a little inappropriate so i'm gonna spell it out i'm gonna say the first word and spell out the second word i actually don't know which one it is so it used to come in a blue glass bottle and it was called blue b-a-w-l-s <laughs> now you know why I spelled it. So I give everybody a minute to figure B A W L S. Okay, I've never heard of that one. So it, it was very very popular when I was in high school, and it was like pff, that was the energy drink to have. See, for me, it, I was very big into rock stars. I love me a rock star yeah. and Venom. Oh yeah, you Venom. remember Venom, oh, the purple yeah. Venom? Oh and yeah. And then uh, Coca Cola came out with one. Remember Full Throttle back in the day? I, I do. That was based off of their old thing from the '80s. Jolt Cola is where that idea came really? from. Really? Jolt Cola. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. But yeah, I would say energy drinks were a little bit in high school. But mom was very much like, "Yeah, you ain't drinking that crap. You ain't going to die on me." But I remember there was like in high school in health class, we talked about one specific energy drink that's so much caffeine in it that like teenage. Right there. I've never even seen that bottle. They before. still make it. Okay, so look. To, for one right now, right? You can still buy it Okay, for $35 for one. <laughs> 35 bucks. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'll drink coffee. I will drink coffee. No, the other day, me, so um, yeah. So I was down in Indianapolis with my oldest daughter, Ava, the other day for her. I, I think it's like an annual cerebral palsy check. So I took her. We were gone all day. I spoiled the living tar out of this girl, man. We had Chipotle, Chipotle for lunch. Is and then before we got home, like 30 minutes, I'm like, hey, let's go hit the gas station. Let's get some gas station snacks. So she got some cream soda from Casey's and some gum. But while we were down in Indy, bro, so um, 
I mean, everybody knows we, we, we go hit the coffee shops up, right? I'm sure. like, you know what? I am in Indy. I really want to go to Quills because everyone knows how much I love Quills. And Beth went, um, that's 30 minutes away south. You're not going to Quills. And I'm like, dang it. Okay. So, you know, she has a master list of all the coffee shops that we still sure. need to hit up in, sure, in, in sure, Indy. Sure, sure. So I was looking at the list based on a where punch we list. Like you need a punch card of coffee shops for Indy. Just a, you're like, but I just love quills and I had a tinker coffee. That was really good. So, um, there was one on the list that was right next to Chipotle, like, like maybe a half mile down the road or something like that. I'm like, okay, cool. We're in Carmel, which, um, is your it, boy looks way too Carmel? poor. The city is Carmel <laughs> and I, your boy is way too poor to be walking up into Carmel, man. Like my ah. car did not fit. Dude, here's my car where the both front handles are like black Macs. I had a, a, a black matte handles on my Sonata because I had to repair both of those. And I'm sitting next to like a brand new Beamer on one side, brand new Land Rover behind me, brand, brand new Mercedes. we got the Teslas all over the place. I'm like, man. I would have never noticed. I, I, I did. And then we went to the shopping district and whoo, man, that, they put out the stops over there. But anyway, so we, we hit this coffee shop, right? It's called yep, Java yep. House, which yep. I'm like, when you think of Java House, you know, we don't think of like a bougie coffee house, right? No, I think of like, I'm going to get a cup of Java. Like, like, like exactly. Like it's like, like an old school library. Like mixed a diner in. coffee is what it sounds like. Yes. And so that's what I was expecting. Kind of like that vibe, but yeah. everyone goes ham over this place. So I'm like, all right, let's give it a shot. So I walk in. And it was the, it was, I just punched my microphone my, with, my, with my ring. It was such a weird experience, bro, because like you walk in and one side looked like a very just elite, clean coffee shop mm-hmm. with, there was like some conference rooms upstairs. Like for us, kind of like a, a Main, like Street, a Ma- Ra- like Main Street Roasters in Napanee where right, it's just right, like right. nice clean aesthetic but it's not like super white like super millennial coffee shop no but shop. it's got them straight lines everywhere like yes very uh methodical to the eye dark gray walls yes. with that really nice warm almost not pine wood and not quite maple but i would say like a honey oak yeah, like yeah, that yeah. nice wood with right. a, or like a beach wood yes yeah yes yeah. and it had like the uh, not super industrial but it had kind of that industrial uh, like, like my upstairs <laughs> It's like, like a rich, room. it's like a rich industrial complex yeah, vibes, yeah. super, super clean. And then you turn and it, you look like you feel like you're in a bar because it's just like, like a legit like beer bar because it's just like these beer tab poles all across the whole wall. Well, I found out that they are a cold brew coffee house. So that, which means they in a bar. No, well, they are. They are. They are. They're cold they're, brew they're bar. They're all bowl. Like there's all like, I mean, there was like, I'm not kidding. Like 20 different like wow. bowl, like almost like, like the keg tabs sure, that sure. they from pull underneath. And it's all different types of cold brews. Oh. Nitros, sweet. Hey, uh, what should we have here at Java house? Um, extra foam versus not extra caffeinated versus not like the weird flavors, the normal flavors, pumpkin spice well, over there. Ask, was it a guy with a Boston accent? Be like, what can I get you today? No, but it was so funny. Cause I walked in and I'm like, you know, I always test a coffee shop by their pour overs. And I'm like, okay, so, um, for your pour overs, like I don't see it. What type of beans do you guys got? And the poor, the poor girl checking me out looked like I was speaking a different language. She's like, she looked what? at me, looked at her register, looked back at the worker behind her, like, what did he just say? It's like when you talk to me and you're like, "Hey, man, that's be busting," and I'm like, "What? What you talking about, bro? <laughs> I, I don't know what you talk. I don't know what you talking about, bro." <laughs> it goes back to our conversation One earlier. Folder. You got the Riz, yes or no? It's a have, yes or no question. I, I have no idea. I don't even know what the Riz is. I know what the Ritz is, like putting on the Ritz, but you know that's it. It, it comes from that idea. Oh, does it? You got that swag. We we'll call it by man. You got that swag. You got that flavor. Well, obviously, you know? I ain't got it. <laughs> you got Janiel, but but so I asked the question, and she turned around, and the person looked at me. And she goes, "Oh no, we're not that type of coffee shop. We have like you can get hot coffee, and we have like a medium and a dark roast, but we're a cold brew bar." She's like, "You can get a cu- cup of Java." 
And so I, I still got a cup of hot coffee, coffee but it was a weird because like it was hot coffee that was still like, like kegged up. So it was a little frothier. So I had a little bit of simple syrup and like a splash of half and half, not like half and half. He's like, I had a splash. splash. So it was way darker. Like the coloring, like of of my coffee was darker than normal, but holy crap. Was that stuff smooth? It was like cold brew smooth, but hot. Wow. It was really, really good. But, and so, and then it was funny. We walked back out to the car and then Beth texted me right when I hit the car. She goes, you're going to get beans. And I'm like, we're going to go back in and get some beans. So I walked in. I'm like, I need some so, beans. and they walked in. They're like, did you miss us? And I'm like, yeah, because I was having fun. I was sharing all the breeze. I got sure, free sure, samples, sure, bro. Sure. Like, come on now. Sure. Like, I taught my daughter, when you're nice to people, you get free things. That's not why you do it, but sometimes that's what happens. But either way, so I'm not caffeinated tonight still, but I sound like I'm tell. talking about coffee. But, but so I'm like, do you like have beans? And they're like, no, we don't, we don't do that. You they're, can get like Keurig or like, you can get like 12 packs of our cold brew, but we don't actually have beans. And I'm like, like, what are you okay, talking about? What are beans? But that's what I'm saying. Like I went to a coffee house that was so niche. They didn't even understand the words they that were know, coming out of my mouth. They don't even know cold brew comes from coffee beans. They're just like, Probably no, not. no, cold brew comes from the cold brew fairy. <laughs> and, and, and like, like they weren't baristas. Like they actually were dressed like it, 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 it like, like, I mean, like normal baristas, you know, always got like the gauges and the tats, and like I mean, I'm I, I am stereotyping baristas, yeah, but I am doing are. it right now. Yeah, you but, are. But baristas only got that vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like that's they, not true. Janine they got different vibes. Starbucks, that's commercial life, bro. Come on. <laughs> but like a legit, like legit coffee shop baristas always got a little bit of different vibe to them. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 urban sure, sure, or sure. or more like uh, grungy or whatnot. They just look like normal workers that were no, like. Let's rephrase that. That's the coffee shops you go to. Well, yeah. You go to the bougie coffee shops. Yeah. I get the bougie flavor from the down to earth coffee shops. There you go. There you go. But but it was just such a unique culture. But I'm like, there's such a thing as a cold a cold brew bar. So if you're That's ever crazy. in the Indi- North Indianapolis area, Java House Cold Brew Bar. It was so unique. It well, was cool. It was a cool experience. Well, I'm going to do to you what you did to me. Are last we ending the banter right we're gonna now? End the banter right at the cold brew. Okay, and we're gonna we're ten not, minutes we're thirty not, seconds, folks. We're not drinking coffee tonight because again, your boys got to go to work early in the morning. So uh, I'm going to read actually two reviews. Reading right? two reviews because the first review was so short. I had to read a second. So what the, if he's a short person and you just looked over him? Well, Napoleon, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go con- go Sorry. conquer some countries, Sorry. bro. Go conquer yeah. some countries Sorry. after this, bro. Anyway, so this podcast, or this podcast, this, this review podcast is reviewed. Wow, by. we really need caffeine. All right, this review comes. Oh, I'm yawning. There oh, it is. Shoot. This is comes bad. Uh, from Tommy <laughs> for Christ, and it says, "Awesome podcast. You guys are great, and I'm glad to have you in my walk with Jesus." Yes, sir. The end. All right, I'm going to assume gender on that one, Sabrina. Okay. Okay. All right. And then the other one says better than five stars. This comes from James four, seven. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know. I clicked something. Hey, 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 don't touch. Don't what? I'm done now. Okay. Let's scroll past. Look up James four, seven. I got to know what it says now. It says, thank you, Mark and Fuller for doing this podcast. I love listening to your show. You guys are funny and you keep me engaged all the way to the end. I've gained so much knowledge since I started listening about a year ago. I appreciate that you guys discuss topics that are not often addressed in Christian culture. I can tell you that you do this to the glory of God. I can tell that you do this to the glory of God. Wow. I'm really having a hard time tonight. Uh, Thanks for keeping it real. I'm not on social media, but I'm thinking about joining Facebook just to be a part of the Facebook community. Well, James four, seven, you should probably join Facebook just for that reason. You don't have to do anything else. Just go to real talk, Christian podcast community. 
Join the page and jump in on the conversations. All right, bro. What's All right, for James 4-7, the man who released the goat for an uninhabitable place is to wash his clothes and bathe his body with water. Afterwards, he may reenter the camp. That's James 4-7. So if you release the goat, you got to go wash. That, I'm just screwing that, you. That's, that's from Leviticus. That, that that's from Leviticus. That's from Leviticus. Uh, Wait, I'm like, you're at the wrong end of the Bible, my friend. <laughs> uh, therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Boom. That's a there lot better of a verse. All right. Well, I was doing the whole classic, like, open up the random things. And it's like, <laughs> you, you point to a random verse for the verse of the day. And it's like, and he went out and hung himself. Well, um, what? There you go. So at, at 13 minutes, the end of the episode has just uh, just happened there with that one. So. I love it. So this was a conversation that was kind of brought to us uh, during the live stream, actually. Actually, when we yeah. did that live stream a, a few months back, I'm um, trying to remember. Shoot, what's her name? Uh, she's brought up this this conversation a couple times. Dude, you're asking for something that I can't. Like my short term sucks. If, and my if, if you sucks. decide to talk for a long time, I'll go back and find the person's name. But That'll but anyway, this was brought up a couple different times about like what does the Bible actually mean about unequally yoked, and sure. not just in terms of you know Dating. a lot of times when we hear the terms oh, don't be, don't be unequally yoked, everyone just assumes that's about marriage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, don't be unequally mm-hmm. yoked in your marriage, but. There, the the when you read the passage, it's not actually talking about marriage. What so the question is is well, how do we handle this whole unequally yoked thing when it comes to all areas of life? Because at the end of the day, we're Christians in a fallen world, so we're gonna find ourselves intermingled with unbelievers all the time. So how do we do this whole be in the world but not of the world? But I'm you're sent to the world, but but and be like like love the world because God loved the world, but don't be yoked with it. But at the same time, you're still in it. Be in it, but not so, of it. Be yoked, but not with it. Be loving, but not... Scramble oh, that mug. Know, like, 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 I don't know. Anyways. So so here's the game plan for today, all right? So all right, here we we're going to cover literally just this one topic of what does it mean to be unequally yoked? We're okay. going to talk about that. So we're going to look at the passage of Scripture, where okay, it comes okay, from. Okay. Yeah, cool. We're going to learn about what it meant in this culture and time and why this terminology was used. And then I just have a butt ton of questions to chat about. Like, I don't have a lot I of mean, notes. I guess if it gets too hairy, I'll just go over and grab one of the commentaries and we'll just read it. If go, it gets too on. hairy, go shave your beard. Oh, side note. Um, once the haircut gets cut and I get all cleaned back up, we're we're going to start working on it, boss. All right, we'll we're see. We're going to start working on a full we'll beard. We're going we're gonna to see what happens. Do you want me to shave my back hair for you? And, and take your back hair and put it on my face, like transplant give, it. Give you a real beard. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, so you let's, a little more gray up in here. Like I do. Me. Look, I got it going on too. Bro. No, my, the gray you. in my beard is awful. Thanks, Eli Jagger, Nathaniel, and Cassidy for all that. So, my former students. So, uh, let's jump in. So, so this passage for unequally yoked comes out of Second Corinthians six verses fourteen through eighteen, and it says this. This is out of the uh, the CSB. Do not be yoked together with those who do not believe. For what partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? What agreement does Christ have with Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? And what agreement does the temple of God have with idols? For we are all the temple of the living God. As God said, I will dwell and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch any unclean thing, and I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you, and you will be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord all mighty. So then, dear friends, since we have these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from every impurity of the flesh and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of the Lord. Um, That ended in in chapter 7, verse 1, because it kind of stuck into that whole thing. So when we read this passage, there's different applications that can definitely be taken from this. And one is the one of 
you know, the, 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 the Christian bubble creation of, okay, so come out from among them, create your own things and have nothing to do with them because they're dirty and unclean. Amish. And so just don't be, oh, I was even thinking independent fundamental Baptist church because that's what they do for all those things as well. Amish. But Amish. Yep. Be, be Amish. Be, be, become Amish. So, Amish beards. So when we read this passage, when, when we look at what it says, it <laughs> says, do not be yoked together with those who do not believe. So then the question is, is what does it mean to be yoked? I don't know. What does it mean to be yoked? So in the Easton Bible Dictionary, a yoke is defined as this, okay? It says, fitted on the neck of oxen for the purpose of binding them to the traces by which they may might draw to plow. Hang or on a sec. It ain't like egg yolk? Like, don't don't be unequally egg yolked together? Nope. Oh, man, I've got it wrong. <laughs> you hungry. <laughs> you hungry. All right. Actually, I, I, um, so what um, does it, it, you're talking about an a, egg in a basket? You, you're talking about a binding that, that for a plow. Like what? But, 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 okay, so, so basically it's a curved piece of wood called an ole. So essentially a yoke was a harness. That's what it comes down to. A yoke yep. is a harness used by oxen and other animals. You also see them like in deer um, to ease the work of hauling a load. But what's also interesting though is a yoke is also meant as a designation of servitude and carrying the burden of a task or a mission. Like plowing the field. Basically. Or I think of like a, um, when you would hook up like two horses. Like, okay, um, we'll, we'll just call it like it is. Um, the Budweiser horses. The Clydesdales, oh, the Clydesdales, how they're all yeah. connected together to pull, or like in sled dog, yeah, remember, you, you know, snow dogs, the movie, yeah, with yeah, Jr. Yeah. You're talking about like a, like a coach, like horses, like all hooked up for coaches. And yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 and the dogs too. And so, like, you yeah, think of like, 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 a, it, like the sled dogs, like with snow dogs, Cooper yeah, Jr. with yeah. those those huskies, and they were all connected together with the purpose of plowing forward, whether it's actually for work purposes, like out in the field with oxes, Towards or if you were trying to win win a contest sure, for that. Sure. But the idea was the fact of when you hooked up these different animals, you always wanted to hook up older with younger, which I read was interesting. So mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. they will take an experienced ox or donkey and put them with a younger one. Mm-hmm. So the way the older one can teach the younger one how to do this mm-hmm. type of thing. Kind of mm-hmm. like when uh, I know a lot of people, not, not a lot of people, but I know some people who, when their dogs are starting to get older, they buy a puppy. So the older dog sure. can teach the puppy how to act, which yep, is yep. a really fascinating study and idea. But with this idea, the, the main purpose was the fact that you always, when you yoked up two animals, you always had two animals of the same breed in order to go straight is really what it comes down to. So if you were out plowing your fields, like, you know, you think of like the, your hands are on the plows, you got your, your two handles, and then you got your little like, well, I guess the plow metal part in the middle that separates mm-hmm. the stuff so like, you put the yeah. seeds down. Yeah. And you have these oxen or deer that are deer that are, or or donkeys. Wow, some Ooh. deer. Man, you're really good. In the morning, we're the making deer. waffles, baby. <laughs> I got the deer. And so you hook up these animals for the purpose of going straight in one direction to do something and or to accomplish some sort of a mission or working together for a common mm-hmm. goal. And so what it's talking with this is when it says don't be yoked together with those who do not believe is basically don't hit yourself together with someone who is not a believer in Christ. Like-minded. Yes. And so when we look at this for all areas of life, I kind of want to have a conversation. I have a, I mean, basically a butt ton of questions here. Yeah. And we're either going to go through of, them of really, what it means. really quick or it's going to take forever to get through them. We're going to find out. So, <laughs> so, I, so the question that we have to start with is we first have to understand, like, this is what the truth says. The mm-hmm. apostle Paul says to the Corinthians, he says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Like don't mm-hmm. be hitched. Don't be connected mm-hmm. because it even says, what partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness? It's kind of like, why would you hook up an ox with a kitty cat to mm-hmm. go plowing? Like, that's stupid. A Clydesdale with a reindeer. 
a grizzly bear with a grass fairy to go do one task. Like that's stupid. You don't do that. Well, it might be motivation and like a like a like a treat, like a carrot out in front of the horse. <laughs> go get that a, twig. A get grass that fairy with the bear. <laughs> but so, but it, it talks about like you know, it has this whole different degree of light and dark. Yep, yep. Good and bad. Um, what. What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? So the truth is the fact of the Apostle Paul say, don't attach yourself, don't hook yourself up with an unbeliever. And I guess the first question is, is why? Mm. Why does that matter? Mm -hmm. What's the purpose of this teaching? And why does it ultimately, uh, for lack of a better word, something that we need to, like the what the Paul's kind of making saying, it's like a live or die type situation. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to toss the ball over to your core, boss, where I'm, I want you to answer the question of why is it actually important that we're not yoked with unbelievers? Well, again, this is thus saith Fuller. This is not thus saith the but Bible. But we like thus saith Fuller. We just we just read the Bible, right? So yep. Uh, I would say that it's not, or it's 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 important not to be uh, yoked or unequally yoked with unbelievers uh, for the purpose of you're not like minded in your goal, right? A a mm, okay. um, an unbeliever. Most unbelievers, and I'm going to say most, I'm not going to say all because I'm not going to throw that blanket statement out there, but most unbelievers are the uh, eat, drink, be merry, you know, live life, and that's YOLO. it. That, exactly. Yeah, you only live once, right? Live it up, right? And, and where our mindset and, and what is important to us and the center focus of us is being uh, not only good servants, holy and acceptable to God, uh, being holy and set apart, but also being, uh, like we talked about last week, that reflection, right? That reflection of God unto the world, right? That's our goal is, is to love God and to love others well. Mm -hmm. And so that that's our primary focus as Christians or should be our primary focus as Christians. Whereas an unbeliever, uh, most unbelievers, uh, his primary focus is um, what makes me feel good, what makes me feel satisfied. Uh, Christians should be saying what makes the Lord satisfied, what makes... God happy. Um, not that we should totally forsake ourselves, right? Because you can't love others if you don't first know how to love your, yourself, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> love your neighbor as yourself. Well, if you don't know how to love yourself, how are you going to learn to love your neighbor? If I hate myself all the time, I'm probably going to hate my neighbor a lot too. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just so, one other thing. Uh, okay. Understanding who you are in Christ, understanding that you're made in the image of God, and understanding that those people out there, not only just your brothers and sisters, in the community of faith, but those outside of the community of faith, those unbelievers are still made in the image of God, but are lost, are separated uh, from God. And so our goal is to spread the good word and the good news and the gospel to those people in hopes that they will too um, reach out and accept the gift of grace that God has offered to them and be accepted and brought into the fold of Christ. So so let's bring into the types of relationships, right? So because we have a lot of different relationships with sure. just friendship. Like like you can't choose your coworkers. Right. You have a job. Right. Yeah, and yeah. and they hire other people. And you I mean, but, with these people. but you can choose your coworkers. But yeah, my my wife. <laughs> like you chose her though. Yeah, I choose my clients. <laughs> but 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 even with that, so it's sure. like you know, I could even look at this for my business. Like, should I be hiring out? Not hiring out. Should should I be letting my services be hired out? There you go. Should I be should I be contracting myself with unbelievers 
to make new websites for these businesses because they're unbelievers and they dirty and we don't want to touch them because the Bible says right here where it says, be separate, don't touch anything unclean. So is it a sin for me to have someone hire me to build them a whole website, a marketing plan and all these different things if they're an unbeliever? Because what does light have to do with darkness? Like they're just the dirty people over there. Like I only work with Christians. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, at, at, at what point do we take these relationships in such a way where how do we handle the truth, because I agree with everything you said when it comes to mm -hmm. goals and aspirations and vision mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. where you're trying to go. Mm -hmm. Where does the line separate between it's okay versus it's not okay? You know what I'm saying? Well, I think it not goes. Mean. I think it goes back to hitching wagons, right? So if if I'm going to hitch my wagon, depending on like a like a work like a client clientee relationship, like you as a web as a web designer as a developer and, and a client that you may have. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there are lines, and a lot of that comes from personal convictions, right? So, uh, and, and, you know, the big thing, like, okay, what, uh, would a Christian baker make a, a cake for a gay wedding, right? Right. Like, that, that, that's, a, that's a thing where I'd go, mm, you know, I, would, I have my opinions on it. But I would say live by your convictions because I'm not in that situation. Now, it's one I'm, thing if they just made a cake and then a gay couple bought it and then use it at their wedding. Yeah, but like whatever. making one specifically for that, right? Mm -hmm. um, I would think that, you know, you'd want to spend a lot of time and, and prayer and petition to God searching the scripture and finding out for yourself what the Holy Spirit is convicting you to do. Is it a, it a tool at that point to reach out to that couple? Or is it something that says, no, I don't want to affirm it by, by supporting it in this way? And now, I, what if you don't necessarily have a choice? Like I'm thinking of like someone like like, like Dairy Queen, right? Sure. Like the people make ice cake and sure. they, they pipe it on. If someone wanted to write happy birthday and it was to, you know, or or like well, congratulations on your recent engagement to this gay couple. Like, I'm not piping that because I'm a like where does, but again, where does that line yeah, go? No, you no, know? Yeah. Well, I, I think that's why I and say I know that's not today's conversation, well, but, but that's why I say, I think you got to live, you got to go by what you're convicted about, right? You got to uh -huh. go by, by your circumstance of life. Some people might go, well, you know what? I'm not going to work for a company where I'm forced to do that. And I'm going to go and go over to this other job that's been offered to me, or, or I'm going to go search another job. And that might be the, the circumstance in life that they are in at that time. But that's not necessarily the circumstance that everybody's in at that time. So that's where I go. I lean back to follow the convictions that the Holy Spirit is giving you, but first seek God out, right? Seek God in everything that we do. We should always be seeking God. So I would, I would seek God in the prayer and petition uh, of finding out what should I do, right? What should I do in this situation? What's the right way to honor God and to be loving to the world at the same time, but speaking the truth? Is it that I do it, but then I want to make sure I meet them and establish that communication relationship with them to try to bring them the gospel? I, it may be, I don't know. I think every circumstance has to be looked at and taken um, at, at its own unique um, time, right? Not, not, there's not a blanket statement that you can give in those circumstances that it's going to apply to that thing every single time. Right, I, I think, as impossible. Yeah. So I think, I think every situation is unique and you have to deal with it in a unique way because your personality may be that, uh, like, like I said, that you're going to, you're going to do it, but you're going to use it as a witnessing tool or whatever, you know, you're going to, you know, reach out to them, to, you know, you know, congratulate whatever. I, I don't know what you're going to do. Right. Uh, but, but that's where maybe you're using the, to, to that Avenue to reach them with the gospel. Whereas like me, and I'm not saying this is true or not for either one of us, but for me, maybe I'm saying no, because my, me doing that, that shows my support for that. And I can't do that. And I'd rather lose my job than support something that's evil in the sin. I mean, that could be that way too, depending on who you are. And so I think, uh, and the general, uh, outlook of, okay, do we draw the line in the sand that we will not work with any, anybody that's 
an unbeliever. We won't work for a place that that's uh, you know run by an unbeliever, and because uh, we're not going to hitch our wagon to it. I would say no, because we are called to provide as men, especially. Mm-hmm. We should provide for our families. Now, again, we we have some differences of opinion on what that could look like, right, in this day and culture. But for me, providing means I'm doing my best to take care of my family, regardless what you do. You're trying to take care of your family. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in circumstances, whether you're a man or you're a woman, trying to take care of your family uh, or just take care of yourself, not be a burden upon a society, not being a burden upon the church, not being a burden upon your family and trying to provide for yourself, uh, I think you have to look at each circumstance uniquely in your unique situation and follow the the conviction of the Holy Spirit in every avenue in which you go. Yeah, and so let's lean into that, right? So when, when we talk about, uh, you used to hit your wagon, like that's yeah, probably a yeah. more common terminology people sure. use nowadays. It's still a boomer reference, but it's totally okay. But whoop, whoop. I boomered it up again. Let's go. So, but when, you, when we read the passage, you know, when we read the fact of uh, what... Uh, where is it? And what agreement does the temple of God have with idols? Yeah. And I think what this passage really is talking about is the choosing or, or the chosen intermingling of unsaved and not saved in order to create a common uh, a center is not the right word. Home might be the right word. I don't know. But basically, you are choosing to come together with this person to attach yourself at the hip. To be in order to do by. something, yeah. in order to do something, sure. and so because it's, it's it, the, I can't talk tonight. So, but like with the temple of God versus idols, you can't have a temple of God and put false idols inside sure, of sure. God's temple yeah. and just say no. They're just going to live together in peace and harmony. They're just going to coexist. It's, can't it's call be yourself okay. a Christian and go pray at a mosque. No, right? Because that's not how it's supposed to do. And so right. I think a lot of it when we go back to unequally yoked, when we talked about hitching your wagon, it's choosing who are you going to be intertwined with sure. for all different things. And I do think that this can lead into business in terms of like, if you're just trying to get a job providing with somebody now, sure. Granted as a Christian, should you be involved with things like on staff or high up, like in Planned Parenthood or in like a weird, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, spiritualistic, um, naturalistic, uh, uh, what sort of uh, crystals and that whole like psychics um, and what's the psych? What's what's the word I'm trying to think? The the spirituality type. I don't want to just say cult. I don't want to blanket that. Sure. But kind of like, would you go work at a studio that does all these different things for the these new internal? Stuff. Yeah, thank thank you. New age, like these new new age internal healing places. Would you go work at one of those places? Mm-hmm. Do you really want to be connected with that? Because it's different if you're installing like if you're an hvac installer and you're working for a guy who's not a christian but your job is to go install hvac units at people's houses versus no my job is to help people find their inner goddess or their inner 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 voice and all these different things like that's very different i think you 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 put it in a good you call you said intertwined right and yeah and that's more of an emotional set set, right Mm -hmm. i'm intertwined emotionally like uh my closeness or farness away from God depends up upon who I've yoked myself with, right? Yep. Going towards the goal. If I've yoked myself with somebody, say I yoked myself with you, Mark, and you weren't a believer, and I, and I said, all right, I'm going to go for God, but I am going to emotionally be invested with, and they're going to be emotionally, emotionally invested in me, and we've intertwined our emotions together to where they influence me in a negative way. Uh, I think you're unequally well, okay. Well, so, and, and so it, Proverbs 13, 20 just says that he who walks with the wise will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Right. right. But, and what it's about is it's, it's about, uh, I guess for me, yoked is what leads you equally yoked is what's going to lead you closer to God 
And unequally yoked is what's going to lead you further away from God. And when we talk about yoke, you don't just get hooked up just to hang out and sit. You're doing a common purpose and a goal. You're trying to go somewhere. So I think it could be like if you're starting a business and the question is, is there's a, take it for what it is. There's an old business proverb that says, be careful who you get in bed with in business because you are intertwining yourself and connecting yourself with that person and there's, they could destroy you. There's that old thing too. You don't poop where you eat. <laughs> I mean, it's true though, right? But but seriously though, and yeah. so so with this, when it comes to starting a business, if if you're even, I mean, this is like common sense. If 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 I'm trying to get into a business to make a lot of money, and then my business partner is doesn't give a rip about making money, we're not going to be good business partners. Sure. I'm not saying that's the right way to go. I'm just saying that's just a common fact. Or if you're trying to hook up to be a like if if you're in business with somebody who's trying to be the next Walmart, but you're like, nah, bro, I'd rather just stay at mom and pop shop. You're going to have so much conflict. Why? Because you are hitching yourself, trying to go in two completely different directions. And I know for us on the podcast, you and I have to have a lot of conversations to make sure Mm -hmm. we're even trying to take the podcast in the right direction. hundred percent. And that's where it comes into when this is why, and let's lean into this. This is why this conversation gets brought up so much in the marriage relationship, because that is the one relationship where as Christians, we believe it's a holy relationship where, you know, man and wife together for life. Like that's the Christian that's literally the Christian way. That's the way God designed it to be. And so when we bring this passage into friendships, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can be friends with unbelievers because you could always bounce when you need to. But, you know, I do think we need to be careful of, are you so intertwined with other people who are not believers that they're causing you to not want to follow Jesus anymore or they're leading you down the different path? Or, you know, they, they even say like, if you show your, if whoever you want to be, surround yourself with those people. So like there's actually stats of, if you ever want to be rich, surround yourself with rich people. If you want to be smart, surround yourself with smart people. If you want to be kind, surround yourself with kind people because what they are will ooze onto you too. And you will start to become like that. So when it comes to being yoked as Christians, this is why the Bible talks about in Hebrews, don't forsake the assembly of each other because we are at war with Satan and who we are with our battle buddies and our battle bros actually do matter. Yeah, so I'm I'm reading uh, before the this passage of of verse 14 in Second Corinthians, and I want to kind of backtrack into verse one and read up to it, right? To yep. to get the full context, I feel like, it, and that's why I brought the the real. So in, in chapter five, we're talking about reconciliation in the body, right? And then it says, working together with him. This is verse one. Uh, this is ESV. Sorry. Uh, I know I'm jumping. We're not sponsored anymore. You can do what you want to do. So working together with him, then we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in a favorable time, I listened to you. And the day of salvation, I've helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance and afflictions, hardship, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labor, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left. Through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as impostors and yet are true. 
as unknown as well as known as dying, and behold, we live as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing everything. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your own affections. In return, I speak as to children. Widen your hearts also. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So right there, it's saying the fact that they are neg- like they're almost like turning their backs on Paul. Right. Right. Because they care more about the relationship with those who are not Christians or unbelievers exactly. than other believers. Exactly. And now, do you think that's a problem in the church still today? And I think it can be. I think in, in the in this church day and age, this this guilt of well, we gotta love, we gotta love, we gotta love. We forsake the gospel of, no, Christ, you're right, Christ hung out with the sinners and the tax collectors and the adulterers, but why did he hang out with them? He, he hung out with a doctor who came to heal the sick. But not only that, he called them to sin no more. He didn't go and hang out with them and, and conform to their lifestyle. Buddy, buddy. He went to them to find them to say, listen, I am your salvation. I'm calling you to sin no more and follow me. He called them out of that lifestyle. He didn't go in that lifestyle to live with them. And I think that that's where the equally and unequally yoked is. Are we going into these situations to conform to that? Or are we going into these situations to call out of that in these relationships? And I I know we're talking, Mm -hmm. we've talked about business and all this, but I'm talking about in the marriage, right? Yeah. I'll just take a topic. We know we don't talk about business with unequally yoked. Yeah, right. With with jobs and whatnot. So let's let's go marriage. Let's go. But but like in in a marriage aspect, right? If, If I'm going into a marriage with someone who is unbelieved, right? And and I hear this uh, the, the missionary dating. Well, I'm going in to call him out, so then I can marry him. Well, no, you're not. Or or you became friends, and then you became infatuated. You're going because you're attracted to him, and you're hoping that they become Christians. But I can tell you from experiences I've seen, right? People proclaim Christ until they get what they want, and then they quickly leave Christ. They went out from us as Peter. Was, and we're not saying that, because the, there are some really cool stories of people who have come to know Jesus because of those. Hundred percent. But you can't get in a relationship expecting that person to become a Christian just because, like, you're trying to do the missionary dating. Like that should be never expected. Right. To the, I mean, that you're already unequally yoked. You've already invested yourself into that relationship when you shouldn't be there, right? Friends, fine, right? Establish that line. We can be there for them. Really, an unbeliever who is dead in their trespasses can do nothing for those who are alive in Christ. We are alive. We are a new creature. We are a new creation. What can a dead man give to us, right? So in those in those marriage relationships, in those dating relationships, to bring even the dating aspect into it, if they're unequally yoked, if they are an unbeliever and I am a Christian, now I'm talking dating aspect where I'm a Christian and they're an unbeliever, not being in a marriage where now I'm a, I am became a Christian. I, we were both unbelievers and I became a Christian. That's a whole different mm-hmm. conversation. Yep. But as for a dating aspect, if I'm a Christian and I'm seeking out a non-Christian or an unbeliever, I am seeking out deadness. I'm not seeking what Christ would have, and nor are we going to pull in the same goals like we talked about at the beginning. And of that's what goes back to it goes back to gold. Like, how are you going to raise your kids? Are you what type of? I mean, it even comes down to like. I mean, I was uh, counseling a friend of mine where she. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd stay home girl in the bat more the Baptist camp missionary church movement. Sure, sure, sure. And so she started dating a dude who was Eastern Orthodox, and so we were having conversations, Beth and I and her, because she's really good friends with Beth, and 
in these conversations of like, you got to have these big name conversations, these big time conversations, because it's not just a, even though, you know, I believe that he's, he is a believer. I've heard his testimony, love Jesus. That's just a tradition that he knows and is comfortable in. And, uh, there's some, I mean, disagreement obviously that we have, sure. but you know, it's, it's a big conversation because it's the fact of, are you going to raise your kids in which church? Well, and let's dive into that because I, I, you got a question here, and I really like the way you put it. Is can someone be unequally yoked with someone who is, uh, quote, a believer? Oh, okay. Right? So you're talking about, all right, where a Lutheran versus a Catholic, a Lutheran versus a, 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 a Baptist, a missionary versus or, a Baptist. Or how about this? Or someone who they're dating, they're not married yet, and this person's like, no, I want to go be a pastor. And this person's like, I will never marry yeah, a pastor. Yeah, so l- let's, let's lean or into someone, I want to go in the mission field. That person's like, sure. heck no, I ain't going nowhere. Heck yeah, yeah. So like, is that being unequally yoked? Yeah, right, and that's what I want to know, Mark. I'm asking you the oh. question, my friend. I talk a lot. I'm on... Throw up the softball. When we look at this passage, right? I'm going to go back to this passage. This passage is primarily talking about believers and unbelievers, sure. right? So sure. we got to make sure... I don't, I don't want to put this on the shelf, but... The easy answer, <laughs> the easy answer for dating and marriage is the fact of if you are a believer and you're dating an unbeliever, knowing from experience, not of my own life, but having a people others. in the church who one was saved and one was not, and the struggles that they had to have in their marriage, mm-hmm. it, it, it it's possible, but it ain't easy at all. And the apostle Paul even says, like, if you are a believer and you're married to someone who's not a, a believer, don't leave. Yeah, like stay remain, in relationship. Remain as you are. Remain and and you know that's because a lot of people are getting saved in the Christian world. <laughs> Saying deuces. <laughs> exactly. So um but when it comes to to being an unbeliever, I do think this goes back to compatibility. Like mm-hmm. I, I, that's the word I know you like to do mm-hmm. with the fact of can someone be unequally yoked to someone who is a believer? Now I will say God does change hearts hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there are some people I know who felt called to be into the ministry as pastors and teachers, and they're not, and they're still doing great. They're loving Jesus. They're raising their families. They're mm-hmm. involved in student ministry and kids ministry and and uh, big brother and big sister clubs. And so they are involved in ministry in that way. They're just not yeah, right. like, on staff at a church teaching, preaching every single week. They're just not right, doing that anymore. Right. But I do have a question of if you are dating someone who is a Christian and they say, no, I'm never going to be this type of Christian when when you're like, well, I don't know if I want to be in like a pastor or a missionary or do this or move overseas or do 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 these different things. I do think there's a level of yes, you got to understand what each person's goals are in these different mm-hmm. things. However, I would see that as a beige flag. Oh, you, do you know that term, beige flag? No, there's you know red flag, right? Yep. You know green flag. Yep. You know yellow flag. Yep. What's yellow and red? Beige. Okay, it's like gotcha. a. It's, it doesn't make it's you like go the in between. Yeah, it, it doesn't make you go. Uh, hold up, stop. It makes you go. Oh, it's that. You know what we used to call that? A caution flag. Yes, caution flag. So, so like a base flag would be use real words. If you are dating somebody and they're like, I'm never going to be this way. I'm just going to, we're just going to work. We're going to do this. I'm never going to be a pastor's wife. I'm never going to be a pastor. I'm never going to be a missionary. I'm never going to do this. I think that's a base flag, to be honest with you, just to think through that. But I do honestly think of when you're trying to figure out different cultures and personalities in terms of even, okay, are we going to be part of this church or that church, a Mm -hmm, mega church mm -hmm. or a small church? I do think those are conversations you need to Mm -hmm. have because those are going to cause friction. 100%. And so the question that you want to have is, is is it worth it? Are we able to, uh, the Bible says, die to ourselves to serve our spouse if we really love the church. If you are willing to do that and you've proven it and that person is willing to do it and they've proven that they're willing to submit and serve you, even though like, you know, um, you know, 
And they're like, you know, to be honest with you, I'm, I, I would rather go to this style of a church, but I know that you are growing in, in this specific church. So let's do it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I will follow you. Sure. We'll be part of this church sure. body and I'm not going to complain. It's again, not sacrifice. my preference, but I'm a sacrifice because I love you in the same way that Jesus died for the church. I will die to myself to serve you. And I agree. I mean, and I think we, you and I have both experienced this even in our own lives. Right. So I think about Janelle and I, right. I came when Janelle and I met, she was in a traditional non-denomination church. I was Riverside, Riverside, Riverside. I was in a house church. Very different. Very different. A charismatic house church. Very different. Very, very different. And, uh, after a lot of conversation and seeing where she was growing and, and where I was at and I go, well, you know what? I I could sacrifice not being in a house church because I see the growth that's happening in you going here. And so even though I could say, no, I'm not going to do that. It's not as big of a deal to me. So I will sacrifice my want for your need. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a big difference and you have to understand that. And I agree with you. You got to have those conversations of, of what are our goals and what are wants and what are needs. And you guys got to have those big conversations. And people have different, per- I mean, you and Janelle are opposites in so many ways and 100%. Beth and I are opposites in so many ways. So you can't get away from all of that. No. And but that's where you know? that word compromise comes in too. Right. But it, it carries over just beyond just relationships, right? A believer and a believer in a business relationship. Right. So I look at you and I in the podcast, right? We have different aspirations, personalities, goals with the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So what do we do? Do I go, uh, all right, we're going to, we're going to dive in and, and this is all, all we're going to do is this. And you're like, no, nah, I don't want to do this. I want to do this. And we just go, well, if you're not doing this, I'm a see ya. It sounds no. like Paul and Silas when they separated for the missionary for, journeys. Dang, Mark. <laughs> John Mark. That wasn't me. That was John Mark. He's like, dang it. I was like, wait, where's the yeah, joke? John Mark. John Mark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm like, no. Uh, but for us, right, we, we go, all right, this is where I see us. This is where you see us. Thank God we're kind of on the same path with it. So it makes it easy for us. But if it wasn't, we would have to go, okay, is this something that we can live with? Is there a compromise? Is it reconcilable? Is there, or is there a middle ground? Or should we just say, all right, God's calling us two different ways. God bless you. And, part and that's ways. where wisdom comes in, right? right? Like you can't just throw out wisdom and be like, oh, um, uh, she's got two legs and apparently loves Jesus. So I'm going after that. Like, no, like, like, right. like, like I don't want to say <laughs> this is going to sound very unchristian. It's not good enough for someone just to say that they're a Christian to date them and marry them. Right. Like you can't just throw out wisdom. You can't just throw out, you know, different, um, pros and con lists of what you want to get out of life and do these different things. You still have to use wisdom and intact and discernment in, in these different and advice uh, from categories. those around yeah. you that know you very well. Absolutely. Cause you have even personalities, man. Here's my thing. I know I got blind spots that I can't see. That's why I rely on my brothers and sisters and close friends and, and family to, yep. sh- to point out my blind spots in areas. Like if it's not for like Mark, I don't, I may not see a blind spot. Right. Or if it's not for Janelle, I may not see that blind spot. And so I rely, we rely on the body of Christ to help us through those bigger decisions, getting that advice, not necessarily always having to take the advice, but at least hearing the advice, right? A good, a, a, what, what is that? A wise man seeks counsel, but a fool, what? Something like turn, turns it away or something. It's a problem. I, I know it's you're a problem, about, yeah. but yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's the a thing. A wise right? man um, receives uh, correction and instruction, but a, what is a fool laughs or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's another one. But this one was about seeking counsel. I, okay. I forget exactly which, where at. It's in Proverbs. Yeah, we can't just it's throw away the baby yeah. with the bathwater yeah. in the situation. Yeah. Right, but, yeah. right. But when it comes to marriage, yes, ground level 
you and I both believe like if they are not a believer, the conversation's over. Like yeah. that, that's a that's a that's a red flag. That ain't a beige. Yeah. That's red. That that's a red card. That's you're double ejected. red. You're ejected. That is all five red flags at one time. Like it just right. is yeah. what it is. You're just done. You're done. It's the final one. But you still have to use wisdom and discernment with choosing yeah. that spouse. But you know, let's let's bring it back full circle with the conversation with people who are just in relationships with with other people, not dating but mm-hmm. friendships mm-hmm. what level and what level of how about this what level of intimacy mm-hmm. in a friendship mm-hmm. can a christian have with an unbeliever i would say this is again thus saith fuller it's been pretty good so far boss. i'll give you a thus it's, saith been, fuller. it's been pretty good so far and it's something my dad used to tell me all the time with as a as a believer to a non-believer you need to be there to show them christ be that reflection that mirror mm-hmm. because you have everything to offer them the gospel and salvation. And it's not really you. It's again, you're the reflection of God offering it to him through you, right? Using you as a vessel, but they can offer you nothing. So you can be there and be the best friend for them, but do not expect anything from them in return because they have nothing to give. Most unbelievers, though they do good things, they do them more than times than not with wrong motives. Either it makes them feel good, makes them feel better about themselves. They think it's doing some good. Ultimately, they want praise for it. There's a there's a vast majority of reasons. And again, I say most people, most unbelievers, I'm not trying to throw a blanket saying it all, but most unbelievers are seeking something, right? And they can't offer you anything that is real substance, right? The, the 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 dead works the dead man they're dead in their trespasses they cannot offer you anything that you actually need as a new creation in Christ so be there for them love the snot out of them but do not expect anything from them into your life to feed into your life and also it goes back to what you said about like you know again with yoke like a harness being attached physically to somebody and attach your hook hook your wagon up to it if you're so intertwined with someone who's an unbeliever are they really going to help you pursue all things in faith and godliness and holiness? Are right. they are they really going to support you? And are they really gonna now now I do know some unbelievers where it's like, you know, you you do you, you live your own truth, you want to go to church, do whatever you want to do. I will support you by not making fun of you, I guess, for that. But on the flip side, you know, when and this is this is the biggest thing, right? When times are good, it doesn't really matter who's in your corner. Right. right. But when crap hits the fan, when the bottom falls out, when the storms show up, who is around you is going to influence how you respond to those. Mm-hmm. Like for me, with my situation with with my ex, you know, I surrounded myself with the best people possible. I also surrounded myself with some not great people either. Some of the not so great people cared more about themselves than than me, and I got bad advice. And it just wasn't good. But mm. those who I surrounded myself with that were good, you, Devin, Sway, Brando, Scott, Neil, all of you dudes literally like, all right, Mark, we know this is truth. We can't deny what has happened, but this is the truth. So let's let's get after it. Let's go. Let's right. let's we're still gonna worship Jesus. We're still gonna follow him. This is the truth of who God is. This is how we're gonna come alongside this. You know, your life is not over. Um, God is still good. God is still on his throne. Don't just throw your middle fingers up to God and walk away. Or don't just, you know, look out for only yourself. Don't be, for for lack of a better word, grind, scrap, uh, pursue revenge 
and uh, Pursuit. Now, we all wanted to go slash some tires. Don't get us wrong. Small groups were some fun conversations. But everyone in that small group, the whole goal was to keep pointing us, like my eyes and our eyes, back to Jesus. Right. When the crap hits the fan of those around you don't follow Jesus, they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. They're going to either tell you, you know, go get your revenge go seek justice, go do these things. And again, yeah, we are supposed to, you know, seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly, but not in a vengeful spirit to make mm-hmm. sure, you know, I'm going to get back what's, what's mine. And you got something coming to you. Mm-hmm. Vengeance is mine. Say it, the Lord, give it back into God's hand, do what you have to do to take care of yourself and the kids and keep your eyes on Jesus. You guys did that. Unbelievers probably wouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be pursuing that. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't help me be pushing with that. And, you know, I, I, I think of that verse. I, I almost had it pulled up, but then I started talking before I, I lost it. Uh, in Second Peter. Doo, doo, doo. That's First Peter. That's First Peter. I'm like, that doesn't look right. <laughs> Second Peter. I'm like, there's James. <laughs> Second Peter. Is it? Um, I don't know. I'll find it. But basically it was, um, but add, add to your faith, goodness, add to, add, add to, it's, it's the add to verses. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me see if I can pull them on Google real fast. Oh for, uh, yeah. It's first Peter, the second Peter one, five through eight. Um, where besides this, given all doesn't add to your faith, virtue to virtue, knowledge to knowledge, temperance. And it keeps going on to good works and everything. And if you don't have friends in your life who are doing that, my question is, A, are they really good friends for you if they're not helping you do this? Right. And B, whoever you surround yourself with, you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. If you're surrounding yourself with those who are unbelievers and hooking yourself up to them 24-7, do you really think they're going to encourage you in your faith? Well, right. I don't know. Right. Well, it's just like uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I think it was verse 33. Bad, what We're going to pull verses out of our butts tonight. Bad, bad company co- uh, corrupts good morals. Oh, what is that, that one? I, I think that's 1 Corinthians 15. And I thought it was verse 33. I just read it the other day. I think because I was like, wow, that's uh, that's pretty intense. First uh, Corinthians 15, 33. Don't be Boom. deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. Good character. So if we're, going back, if we're going back to Proverbs 31, like last week, we're talking about yeah. noble character. Right. Bad companies yeah. will screw that up. Yeah. And, 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 and that's true. Right. So if you're constantly surrounding yourself with those who bring you down who are seeking the revenge who or are they pushing gossip you, or pushing you towards that or how about this what if janiel was with friends with somebody and you were you and janiel were having a little scuffle and she and just i just don't know what to do and all of a sudden she this other friend is telling janiel to leave me well you know put him in his place yeah, do this leave him sure. like, like all this terrible advice where it's like that is yeah. not what the bible says right. at all yo like that's not what it's about right like bad company could, if, could corrupt her she, good character if she's hooked her wagon She's if she's yoked herself with this person and not with me or not with other godly people, she may take that bad advice, that bad company that corrupted her at one time good character, and she may follow through with some of yep. that too. So you have to be careful on who you really open yourself up to. So application-wise for this point, and then we'll jump into the marriage one. If someone right now who's listening to the podcast is like, you know what, Mark, you know what, Fuller, I got a couple of friends in my life that they ain't helping me follow Jesus for nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. I don't want to lose the relationship. I don't want to lose the friendship because I still want to be friends with that person. But I I know I should not be as extremely close to this person as I should be. I don't want to be yoked to this person because they are not encouraging my faith at all. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them? Love them with your arm out. Arm's distance. I look at people that, um, you know, and this is something that I, I suggest, like if you got like a, a toxic type of relationship with like a family member, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, man, they're like always, 
downtroddening me or, 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 you know, beating me down, beating my wife down whenever we're around. Uh, it's okay to love them mm-hmm. at arm's length, which means like limiting time, expressing that you have certain standards when you're with them. If we're going to have these, these, uh, this relationship carry on, these are the standards that, um, I need you to respect, right? You, you set those boundary lines with them in order to help uh, distance yourself a little bit so they don't have as much influence over day-to-day decisions with you. They don't have influence over the characteristics of you. Uh, and again, this is all just thus saith Fuller. <laughs> so right. take, take it for what it is. Uh, this is just what I do. It's not that I, I don't think we should ever look to totally displace people out of our lives because there's a problem with us because we fall into those sins because they influence us. I think we should be the influencers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in order to redefine that role of being the influenced and to being the influencer is you have to set up the boundaries. And this is not my advice. This was actually from a TV show. Boom. Um, Madam Secretary? Uh, no. no. <laughs> Suits. And uh, Grandma to Mike. And she's basically said, you know, your best friend loves you. And I know he does. But he does not really care what's best for you. Right. So you need to love him and be kind to him, but don't you dare get caught doing something bad with him. Set up the boundary. Exactly. And and verbally say it. And I mean, I remember with with my buddy, I had buddies back in junior high where I always knew like if I would spend the night there and I got uncomfortable, I could call mom at any time and mm. mom would come mom has picked me up before at weird hours of the night. Mm. Like she did that for me because I felt uncomfortable with with what was going on. And um, you know, that was, that was young teenage Mark. And so there's always a way, and that's the thing, there's always a way to escape with temptation. So if you are friends with somebody who is actively trying to get you to sin, I think it's fair to be like, nah, I can't, I'm out. Like I can't, like, it's okay. I'm not saying cut off a toxic person, mm-hmm. but don't, you know, put yourself in a position where they're, where you're calling being me cause of sin all the time. So yeah. like, if you're always going out with them and they're always, you know, trying to slam the drinks and then flirt with everybody and try to go home with somebody, you probably should not be hanging out with that people in that type of situation. Hey, change the environment. Go to Starbucks. Say, Hey, meet me for coffee. Yep. It's, it's, you're setting up a boundary. Yep. And so, so still have a right relationship with that person, but strive to have them not be the primary voices in your ear. Right. And that's what I would say for, for friendships, fight for to figure out who you want the primary voices in your ear to be. Yeah. Look around at all your friends and say, you know, if I took all their advice, do I want to end up where they are or where they're about to end up? And mm. if the answer is no, you probably shouldn't be having them necessarily in your ears yeah. with that. Right. So, all right. So, so let's transition because we're almost at the hour mark. Let's transition to dating, right? Cause if you're already married, you're married. Remain you, you as you made, are. You made a covenant Remain with that person. As you so, are. Pray for them, and yes. your li- let your life so shine before them that they may see your good works, glorify your Father in heaven, and be that influence in their life. Absolutely. For so, if someone though is dating somebody or engaged, like they like, let's just let's just call it like it is. They've fallen in love. That person has their heart. They mm-hmm. want to be somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want that person to have their babies or vice versa. It, they're like, but they're not a believer. Mm. They don't love Jesus or based on what they see, there's enough quote unquote Christian beige flags where it's like, Mm. you say you love Jesus, but I don't really know. I don't, I'm not always seeing it. What advice would you give that person? You should have kissed dating goodbye. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but too careful like, because whoa. Josh Harris, who wrote uh, kiss dating goodbye, yeah. kissed Christianity goodbye too. So <laughs> careful where that one where ends up. I'm just messing with you. Anyways, I knew that would get you. Though. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. That's I knew good. you weren't. That was like, that's oh, good. Oh, oh, he's, but Josh Harris kissed Christianity <laughs> goodbye. Yeah, so that's did. a whole other wild conversation. He became the unbeliever. But no, uh, I would say 
Uh, if you've given your heart to somebody who's an unbeliever, uh, man, it's going to be like ripping off a Band-Aid. It's going to more than it, that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt. It's going to hurt. But it's going to hurt less doing it now but than it will later. I would say sit them down and have the conversation. If you're feeling convicted about it, which you should be, I would sit them down and have the conversation, right? Talk about what we've talked about here, that, that we're unequally yoked. We don't have the same goals. And they're going to be like, no, we do. And they're be like, no, because I want to raise my family in a Christian house. I want to have a Christian wife, a Christian husband. I want to have that Christian family. We want to seek God. We want to be wanna, involved in small groups and I wanna, serving. I want to be yeah. seeking God and to serve God in every aspect of my life. And they're going to be like, well, you can. You can do that. That's fine. I'm not going to tell you you can't do that. And you're going to be like, yes, but I want to do it with my partner, mm. with that person that I hitch myself with. And, and then explain the whole wagon th- train that we just talked about, right? Because uh, if you're are you not going it, in the same direction, because again – yeah, go ahead. Because like if you're counseling your kids to, to, to like, okay, here's how we're supposed to act. And you get down to, well, why do we act that way? Mm-hmm. The Christian answer and the unbeliever answer is so wildly different. It's going to end up causing problems in the marriage. Absolutely. And then like all of a sudden if a kid's like, oh, I don't want to go to church no more. And then like situation I had mm-hmm. with church where the husband was like, you don't need to make her go. Like she'll just stay home with me. And the wife was like, this is not helpful. Like you're supposed to be backing me up in this, but they're not married to a believer so there's not the same goals and aspirations with that too i would say there's probably three possible outcomes of of a situation like that right possible outcome number one the best possible outcome which i think is rare just my opinion i think is rare is that you're dating somebody you marry somebody who's not a believer and god uses you to influence them they they get saved that's cool right that's That's awesome great all right that's have them uh, listen to real talk Christian podcast. If, and maybe we can help them. No, come no. Jesus. If we're talking then about, you can marry, if them. we're talking about, about my three, poss- <laughs> all right. So statistically, right. If we're talking okay. about just three possible outcomes, that's a 33% chance. It's pretty low. There's 66% chance. That it's not going to go that way. Okay. So that's, that, that's, that's numero uno. Okay. Right? Number so, one. so you're going to stay together. They're going to get saved. Hallelujah. Number two, number two is going to be, they are going to influence you in such a way that you're going to walk away from the faith. And that happens a lot. Again, or or just not walk away from the faith, but walk away from your own personal faith. Of not being involved in church anymore. Oh, and, 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 and the a, blessings just, that come with that. Yeah, just eventually totally lead you away, right? Yep. That, and, and that's a whole other conversation. Those, that's, that's situation number two. And I don't even think that's the worst situation. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a really bad situation. But here's the worst situation. The worst situation, situation number three, is they remain unsaved, you remain saved, but because of the such differences in goals, there's such strife in the marriage, it totally turns them away and everybody around you away from ever wanting to be involved with the church because of the strife in your marriage, in your kids' lives, because of the strife that happens there, in their kids' lives. You remain married, but you're not really married. You're more like roommates yep. who hate each other's guts because you don't have the same goals. And to me, that's like a life sentence of misery, but not just a life sentence. It's like a generational sentence because it breeds. And that's where my that. brain went to, the legacy thing. And, yeah. and to me, that is the worst outcome because you're not just affecting you anymore. Now you're affecting your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids. You, you don't know how long it goes, right? You don't know how much of a generational effect it's going to do. But I can guarantee you, that the bad relationship between you and the spouse, whether you're a man and a woman, or you know a man marrying a woman or a woman marrying a man, that that it, it'll end up creating toxicity that's going to spread to your children, and they're going to get a view of God in that relationship that's probably going to mar them 
and they may or may not follow God because of that. And I see that as a worse, like the ultimate worst situation that that you end up breeding toxicity into others. And so if, that. if that's if, just my opinion, and, and this also goes back to, you know, when you're dating somebody, you ain't supposed to give them husband privileges yet or wife privileges or play house kiss dating. Goodbye. Now. Like, like, I mean, that's <laughs> what Dave Ramsey calls is, yeah, right. or, uh, uh, what's, what's, uh, John Deloney is stop playing house, playing house, like, yep. stop playing house. Don't be giving out husband privileges and when wife privileges, someone who ain't your husband or ain't your wife. Right. And that's where the problem comes where if you have sex before marriage, you are physically, emotionally, spiritually connected. It makes it a lot harder to break it off. Yep. And that's why some of these conversations are so big to have on the front end. But I also know, um, Hello, story of story time somebody. With well, I can go too deep into that story, but the fact of you could be married to somebody and wake up and it's someone completely different, mm. and that does happen. But but you know, especially in the dating world, you could be dating somebody and they can fake it for a while, mm. and that's why normally the dating period or a low. I mean, back in the day, there was arranged marriages because families knew the family where they came up from. They watched them grow up. It's not sure. like you know you're dating somebody or they gain something twelve hours away, or you, the families gain something. Oh yeah, that's true too. That's, that, that, that ain't always good. But but when it comes to dating and engagement, the idea is the fact of is this person going to be not just compatible with me, but the fact of is this person the person who I am te- like again hitching my wagon to? Yep, yep. Hopping into the hopping into that yoke with to go. This is the direction we're going together. So when I get tired. Homegirl can pull, but when homegirl gets tired, you're not homegirl. I'm imaginary homegirl. Beth gets tired. I'm able to pull. And that's why he talks about even with Solomon later where he talks about, you know, two's better than one because when one one falls, the other could pick them up. But you got to figure out what are the goals we're trying to do. So if you are a believer, ultimately, we believe, you know, what's what's uh, the chief end of man is to know God and glorify him forever. If you're married to somebody who does not have that goal. They're living for themselves. They're living for the world. They're living for the next high, whatever it is. You can't be going after the same goal and you're hooked up. One of you is going to drag the other one. And generally speaking, you're the one who is the unbeliever based on what we've seen and in stories is the one who pulls the, the believer away. So my, this is, this is my opinion, even though it's easy to say and it's hard to do is the fact that it takes some really, gutsy hard conversations but but what what beth always says is if i'm worth it you will have a hard conversation with me mm-hmm. that's what beth has always said for our marriage and so if that person is worth it to you and and they say that you are worth it to them it's worth having that hard conversation but ultimately if your goals are not the same there's absolutely you got no business doing that i'll, yeah, I'll just be right. bold and strong and say sure. you ain't got no business hooking your yoke up to that both physically Red and card. you know like like you ain't got no business to play a house and doing that, but if you are if you are dating somebody, like okay, they they are true in their walk. And now you're gonna be a Christian. You're gonna have ups. You're gonna have downs. You're gonna have valleys. You're gonna have peaks. Sure. You're gonna have all these different things. Yep. Just because you're doing really great doesn't mean you're not gonna hard hard times ain't coming. But they they say they follow Jesus. They are showing it. We have the same goals. We have the same aspirations. Obviously, things are gonna change. You're gonna evolve in your relationship and as a person, all yeah, different things. Right. But the goals this this is the goal. We can go in the same goal. All right, let's do it. Let's go after it. But if there, if you are dating somebody and you are both believers, but your goals are so wildly different, um, a that could be a beige flag if they ain't going like you know love you and go that Red way. Card. But but also it could be one of those things where if you are an unbeliever or a believer dating an unbeliever, it just ain't worth it, man. Like you are in a like like you can right now go through six months of crazy heartache. 
or you can go through the next 60 years mm-hmm. of misery. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. I, know, I mean, you can't, you can't fulfill the, the, the role of marriage of being a helpmate and being one. Mm-hmm. If you ain't pulling in the same direction, whether you're saved and saved pulling in different directions or you're saved and unsaved pulling in different directions in order to, to have a biblical and a godly marriage, you have to be of one mind and of one spirit loving each other as Christ has loved us. Time for Fun Facts with Fiddler. I love it, bro. We got we to do a new one with Shiloh in there. But I love how we basically got like no notes. We went old school RTC on this one and just Listen, chitty-chatted. This was, we, we chitty-chatted with our LaCroix. This is we kissed dating goodbye because we got married. <laughs> <laughs> and we be kissing. <laughs> we don't. We be playing marriage. Not us. Not <laughs> yeah, us. No, Me and Fuller no. don't be kissing. <laughs> That, you no. know, it's sad that you had to clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. 2023. All right. The, the fun fact of the day. Fun fact to end the show, my dude. Let's do it. This one is for my friend, Brandon Soche, because he's a huge Pokemon fan. Ooh, I'm uh, a first. I, I'm more of a second gen so Pokemon. I like the, the first two gens. Pokemon Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan are, Absolutely. Based, are based on Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. <gasps> Pokemon is an RPG known for its what? world building, which includes creating Pokemon inspired from animals, objects, space, and turns out even renowned martial artists. Generation 1's fighting type of Pokemon, Himaton Lee and Himaton Chan, was made or were made as homages to the great Kung Fu Masters. So there's a little fun That's fact. unreal. A little fun facty for you that today, That makes Marky. sense because there's, well, there was the the more like kickboxing, martial arts Pokemon. Yep, yep. And then there was like the boxing ones. Yep. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed me some Gen 1. I enjoyed me some Gen 2 as well. I enjoyed me like uh, like Ruby. Well, yeah, no, no. Yeah, Ruby. Gold, no, Gold and Sofer with Gen 2. So Gen 3. I stopped playing Pokemon at Gen 3. So I stopped playing in Gen 2. Which was like Gold and Silver and Sapphire. But then yep, there was yep. like Ruby... No, Sapphire was with Ruby. Sapphire, Ruby, and something else. I don't remember. Yeah, it was like Gold and Silver was the last one. What was the best Pokemon of all time, though? Oh, I mean, you're asking my opinion. I'm asking your opinion. What's the best Pokemon of all time? I I would say Charizard. I'm a Charizard fan. I was going to say Pikachu. I love me some Pikachu. He got a spunky. He's like my Nora. He's he's got a spunky attitude. He may electrocute you, but stupid cute. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But you know what else I love, Fuller? What's that? I love our RTC online community. Hop over to Facebook. If you have not joined yet, here's the deal. We know that our podcast has reached individually almost 100,000 different people. Crazy, Which is nuts. But we also know there's only a little over 1,000 people over in the Facebook group. So if you enjoyed today's conversation, let's continue the conversation over in the Facebook community. Just go to Facebook. You can go to Rose Christian Podcast and find the personal page that we have, the public page. But if you do the RTC online community, you're able to, you know, just fill out a couple questions, join, and if you answer them, like if you actually answer the questions, you're instantly put into the group. Yeah, there's no waiting period. There's no waiting period. You got to answer those questions. So if you're not a part of that Facebook group, make sure you do it. And if you haven't already, go check us out on YouTube. And if you have already, you'd see us right now. But if you haven't, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell notification. So when we're on, you know. Uh, Mark, you got anything else for us today? I just wanted to see you stutter and go like, uh, uh. Usually uh, you're like uh, right back in there. Like, I'm speaking in tongues uh, over well, here. Well, no, I paused. I wanted to see what you were going to do pause. if I just left it the awkward air. Oh, brother. Anyways. Anyway, just so, like always, though, leave that rating review over on Apple Podcasts. We can get you that mini swag bag over there. Also, <laughs> make sure you check us out on Spotify. Leave a rating over there. I will let you know this. I'm just going to throw it out there. 
I don't know if it's up yet, but we're working hard on trying to get that store back up we to you are, guys. We are. You guys have been asking like crazy, but just like always, we love you all. Thanks for hanging out for another week, another episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast. But until next time, take it easy.